Hello and welcome to The Hearts Review with me, Ross McLeod and Gordon Senior. Joining us this week is Calvin to talk about the draw with Ross County. We preview Celtic and Motherwell. We chat a little bit about Craig Gordon winning the Scottish Football Writers Player of the Year. And we look ahead to who we can get in the playoffs for the Europa League. How was um, the, the game on Saturday, Gordon? A nil-nil draw with Ross County. Um, was it? Was it? A, it wasn't a classic, was it? No, it wasn't a classic. Um, didn't think it was a bad game, um, despite their lack of kind of quality from both sides in front of goals. Um, wasn't an abundance of chances created, but I still thought it was a pretty competitive game. Um, it was quite wet, so it made it difficult for either side to kind of get a grip of the the game and play a bit of football but I thought um, overall like I say it was pretty competitive and um, I think Hearts should have won the game over the piece but I think it was a kind of game of two halves in a way I thought Ross County were probably the better side in the first half they were forcing the issue a little bit more Um, like I say I mean I only really remember Craig Gordon making one save but they they seemed the team that were trying to force it Uh, Hearts just couldn't really get into their rhythm um, and then second half, we kind of changed our shape a little bit and then we upped, upped the tempo and uh, Liam Boyce, for me, you know, he, he misses uh, two chances that you would expect him to, to comfortably finish. But unfortunately, it just wasn't his day in front of goal and, and that happens to strikers. And I think the, the longer the game kind of went on, you've seen Ross County settle for a point, um, which is a big point for them. I think anything against Hearts, Celtic and Rangers from the sides who are battling for those two positions and uh, those two remaining European positions, I think, are positive. Um, so for them to come at Tynecastle and get a point, I think they would, they would be absolutely delighted with that. Um, I know they got a goal in the first half that was ruled out for offside. I haven't actually seen it back, truthfully, but I think it was offside and I haven't heard any complaints. So, um, But I think overall they'll, they'll be pretty pleased with it, with the result and, and with the point. And I think Hearts and today came through it with no injuries and and... Although it was nil-nil and although it's a point apiece, I think both sides will come away from a grueling game um, reasonably content. Calvin, obviously we got through the game without any injuries, which is a positive ahead of the, the cup final coming up. Do you think um, Liam Boyce should have taken one of his chances? Yeah, he should have. I mean, he sort of broke. He was on a bit of a gold route and he broke his duck the other week, so I was kind of expecting to take them. I'm not overly bothered probably just because of the game it's in, although I do, I was really hoping it was going to be the season that we finally got a 20-goal season striker. If he takes a couple of them on Saturday, then he is right, right in the mix, but it's probably not going to happen now with games against Celtic and Rangers still to come. Um, can I can hope, but it's probably highly unlikely. I think for the game on Saturday, it felt like exactly what it was for us. It felt like an end-of-season dead robber. I mean, Ross County, we're still going for it, but as Gordon says, they're a point for them, given the fact that we've already beaten Dundee United to get a point off us, is gives puts them in a very good position actually. A point at Tynecastle very much leaves them needing to beat one of United or Motherwell to guarantee a European space. So it's uh, it's probably quite a good result for them. Their offside goal was well offside, um, it was right in front of me at the time. It was definitely definitely off. But boys, boys should have scored. Well, no, I was a bit annoyed at him at the time, but at the same time, you're just going it's a friendly, really. That's what it was. We did more concerned about him getting injured than him scoring a goal on Saturday. Unfortunately, he didn't get injured. And I'm just hoping he's saving up these misses for uh, for the cup final. Puts a few of them right. In terms of strikers, I mean, we, we obviously judge them on their goals, but I think Boyce is overall 
combination, particularly in, in, in recent weeks, has been very, very good on the park. He'll be disappointed that he hasn't added a few more goals to his game. But, yeah, sometimes that happens with strikers. And I think um, it was probably playing on his mind a little bit. You know, he hasn't scored at Tynecastle, I think, since maybe the Celtic game, possibly. Um, so it's been a wee while. But I think he'll get his shooting boots back on. He's a quality player. Um, it won't take him too long. And hopefully when the big, big games come along, he's the man to, to fire us to victory, hopefully. But um, just wasn't to be... Um, I think the probably the first one I think he should maybe do a little bit better with um, the second one he kind of snatches it a little bit and just goes the wrong side of the post but I think he had more time with the first one um, but it just wasn't his day and, uh, and it certainly happens but yeah overall like, like we say it was, a, it was a, a dead rubber for us and the most important thing was making sure we didn't get any more injuries. Um, although I did think we, we looked a different side again when Ellis Sims came on, and I think um, it just shows you what a key player he is. I mean, even Boyce, who was having one of those games, again, looked a little bit perkier, and, and they were they were linking up very well. And I think that's a really good partnership between those two. Um, I heard Nielsen saying that, that Sims was carrying a little bit of an injury. I would go as far as saying if he was to miss the cup final, I wouldn't give Hearts much chance. I just think he's such a key player for us and his physicality and his pace. Um, you know, it's, it's, it really has been a, another excellent signing. And um, we, you, you listen back to some of our podcasts in December, we were saying, you know, if we could get that kind of marquee January signing up front that would come in and and would not only add goals, but could, could generally win matches for you then, we would really kick on and, and comfortably finish third. And that's exactly what Sims has given us. And um, you only needed to see it, the, the brief kind of 20 minutes cameo that he got on Saturday, even in a game like that, just how vital he is. So hopefully we can keep him ticking over to the final and we can see him at his best. Because um, I definitely think he, you see a better Liam Boyce when he's in the team. Alvin, do you think there's any chance we'll keep Ellis Sims? I think it was quite interesting because if Joe Savage not say that at the foundation thing the other night, if Everton go down, there's next to no chance um, that he'll come back. I think they've got an eye on if they do go down that he's he's going to start quite regularly in the championship for them. I think if they stay up, he's not going to play. He's not going to play for them next season. And it's that a loan spell a club he's doing really well already. European football, like, I think it would be almost a no-brainer to send them back to Hearts on loan. Um, if we're playing European football at a high level in the English Championship, he's not going to get on another Premier League side down south. I think you send them back on the hearts, hopefully it does well. But since the winter break, we've totally pulled, pulled clear a lot of that. It's him and Boyce, their, their play together has been fantastic. I think Neil's been saying he's been struggling with a bit of an injury for a while, so I don't think it's something, fingers crossed, that's happened on Saturday. I think that's just why he's not been playing 90 minutes since the semi. I'm hopeful that hearts rest him. Just, he's going to be absolutely key Boyce a different player with Sims on the pitch. Absolutely different. The whole the whole team changed on Saturday when he came on. And that Rangers defence, there's there's a lot of scope to get something there. You've seen them on Saturday, on Sunday and Celtic. They're, they're, you know, they're good players, but a guy like Sims, I think, could get a lot of joy against that defence. They'd occupy a couple of, at least a couple of players. So I think he's absolutely crucial. I'd love to get him back next season. If we could make it permanent, if we could use some of that European money to make a guy that can permanent, be a statement of intent. Um, and yeah, it's another fantastic find. And last word about the game, uh, Gordon. Did you expect a wee bit more from Ross County, considering they were going for they're going for Europe themselves? Um, no, Tynecastle is a very difficult place to come, and I think 
Only three teams have won there this season, um, two of them being the old firm. Um, so it is, yeah, I don't think it matters what team Hearts put out at the moment. It's still a very difficult place to go and get a result. And um, I think County, there's a bit of pressure on them to an extent. I mean, although nobody really thought they would be up there um, competing for Europe, but there's still there's two positions there and there's three teams going for, for it. So really there is pressure on them in this split. So I wouldn't say it's a free hit. They'll be determined to make sure that they're one of those teams in, in those European positions. So um, they knew with Dundee United and Motherwell playing each other, it was important that they got something from the game. I think, like I say, I thought they started well enough. I think they, they showed good intent. But as the game got on and, and you've seen Sims come on, for example, I just think they, they settled for a draw. And I don't blame them, really. Um, I think it was, obviously, it's been a long season for them. So their players were getting a little bit leggy. Um, it was interesting that he had left Hungbo on the bench so obviously he's been one of their kind of key players and then he came on the second half but um, I think he replaced Charles Cook so maybe them both not playing in the same team maybe affected them a little bit I don't know but like I say anytime I've seen Ross County I, I, for me I think they're the fourth best team in the league and I'm not I don't think they'll finish fourth I think it's Dundee United's to lose but I think from from games that we've had against them I would say they've Listen, they've took, you know, we failed to beat them in three out of the four games we've played against them and, and the one game that we did when we were probably quite fortunate to. So um, I think you've got to give enormous credit to Malky Mackay and Ross County. I think they've had a fabulous season and I really do hope they go on and, and qualify for Europe because it would be a, it'd be a fantastic story, a team who is like ourselves tipped to be in a relegation battle this season. Um, yeah, I, the irony is that we're the third and fourth best sides in the league. So Credit to, to them and, and credit to Malky Mackay. And um, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see that game against Dundee United. And um, have, they got, have they still got Motherwell to play Ross County, I, I think? Is that maybe this weekend or something? So yeah. um, so that'll be a key game. And uh, I would fancy County to take care of Motherwell. That was one of your predictions at the start of the season, if I'm right in saying. I don't know if you said it on the podcast, Gordon, but you said uh, Ross County and Malky Mackay would have a good season. I did, I did, yeah. Um, I, I, listen, I didn't think they would qualify for Europe, but I certainly wasn't surprised to see him in the top six. Um, I just think he's a he's a top manager, and um, I think had it hadn't it been for his off field problems, he wouldn't he would obviously never be there. He would he'd still be down south. But um, credit to to County for actually taking a punt on him, not caring what anybody else thought, and you see exactly what it's done for them on the park. So. I think good for them. I think smaller clubs need to do things like that and uh, they need to be a little bit bold and, and, and they've done that and they're, they're reaping the rewards for it. Um, I think it's a tough competitive league and I think if you, you, you looked at it on paper, yeah, many people would have said Ross County would, would, would go to the relegation zone, but they've just quietly um, went along with their business. And you forget as well, I think they, they started the season as relegation contenders. Um, they didn't get their first win until I think... October November time uh, when they, they thumped Dundee and then ever since then they've they, they've been on a fabulous run and um, like I say they've it's always difficult for for teams who are are bringing in a lot of loan players and unknown players from down south for them to gel um, but it just shows you what what kind of top manager Mackay is and and how good his scouting system's been and even I mean people forget as well Charles Cook was there last season and and. 
people wouldn't have thought twice about him, but here he is. He's he's worked under a decent manager who's turned him into the league's top goal scorer. So um again, credit to them and, and, and I really do hope that they um they end and Don Kelly as well, friend of the, the Hearts Review, of course. So we'll we'll send Don our best wishes if, if Ross County get there. Um good to see him doing well. And uh yeah, all the best to them. Glad you mentioned the uh, friend of the show, Don Kelly. But on, on, on the flip side, Calvin, do you think do you think other clubs will be sniffing around um Malky Mackay? Uh, probably, but I don't the thing with Malky Mackay is is there there's it's gone alluded to he had his off field issues, which is the reason why he's not managing down south. I still think that would stand in the way of him getting potentially a bigger job, a much bigger job than Ross County. I think he himself, I've heard him talk a couple of times. I think he's quite happy up there. Like, there's a job where, you know, he's getting the best at a group of players. He's living in a real nice part of the country. He's, he's doing well. There's no real much pressure on him. He's out of the spotlight. Um, the only thing with Malcolm McKay is if he's still ambitious enough, then he might want to move on. Or if he thinks he's taking, because this is probably as far as you can take Ross County, maybe win a week up with him or something like that. But you might think this is as far as it's taking them. I imagine he'll want to stay in least next season and try and take them into, into Europe proper. We'll move on and chat a little bit now about um, the upcoming couple of games um, we've got in the Premiership. Um, Celtic and Motherwell coming up. Celtic at Parkhead, Gordon, a, a ground hearts um, tend not to win at. Um, can we get a win on Saturday? Probably not. Um, it's, a, it's a ground that... I've seen some amount of doings and late heartache, to be honest with you. I mean, it's a nothing game in in, in many senses for Hearts. Um, Celtic obviously need to win to kind of wrap up the title, so they'll have the uh, the bit between their teeth. But listen, we, we have a, a good side full of professionals who will want to go there and, and show themselves in a good light. They'll be they'll be competitive. Um, they'll want to try and and take a scalp off the of Celtic, and they'll want to prove that. Next season, we'll we'll try and be able to get closer to these sides, and um, so I think it's a it's a good test for Hearts, particularly with the cup final coming up in a few weeks. You know, you're probably not going to get a a, a bigger kind of test. I mean, because t- by the time we play Rangers in the last day of the season, um, both sides will probably play second string teams anyway. Um, so this is probably the last proper um, dress rehearsal, you could say ahead of that cup final. So it's, it should be an interesting test. I would imagine, hopefully, we can get a few players back and get and, and get some match sharpness in there, just get through it without any injuries, hopefully. Um, but as I said, it's important that Hearts go there and, and try and be competitive. And who knows? Uh, I always remember our last league win there, no seven, Celtic had just won the league and there was a, a carnival atmosphere at Parkhead and we turned up and done them 3-1. And um, hopefully we can maybe do something similar on Saturday, but um, it'll be interesting to see Celtic are a difficult side to play against, but we've done all right against them this season. You know, every game, there's only been a goal in it. We've won one, they've uh, won the other three, but I think um, Celtic have had to play very, very well to beat us. I don't think it's been the case that they've um, they've been fortunate. Well, they've played poorly and won. Um, I think Hearts have had spells in, in every single game uh, we've played against them. I think we'll be a little bit disappointed that we have only won once against them because I think um, the League Cup game aside, uh, where they kind of blitzed us in that first half, but again, I mentioned that I just thought we were too passive that day. Um, I think when we come out and we actually get in their faces and we play a little bit of football, similar to what Rangers did, of course it's difficult to compete at that that level, but I think if we, we do go there and, and play our game, then 
I think we've got a good chance um, of potentially getting a result um, in terms of a draw. I think a, a win might just be beyond us, but you never know. Um, so it's important that we're competitive, we have a real go, um, try and get our, our players on, like your Mackays into the game because um, they can be really effective. You'll get a little bit more space. I thought what let us down last time when we, when we went to Parkhead midweek where we lost 1-0, um, apart from our finishing, but I thought it was our, our real kind of um, presence on the right-hand side. And, and we've added that now with Nathaniel Atkinson. I think there's a better balance to that Hearts team. You know, Michael Smith that night, he was trying to get up and down. He just ultimately didn't have the legs. And there was lots of space on that right that we just couldn't exploit. I think if, if Nathaniel Atkinson gets similar amount of space this time, I think uh, we, we, we could have a good chance of um, creating some decent opportunities. So, who knows? It'll be an interesting game. I think Celtic will try and start quickly like they usually do, but if Hearts can kind of get through that sort of first half without even conceding, then you know maybe the, the, the fans get a little bit nervy and they start turning on them. And um, and who knows what will happen? Football is a funny old game. Calvin, do you, do you fancy Mr Nielsen to get a massive result at Parkhead? Um, no. No, I don't. And it's not for... it's. Gordon's made a lot of good points about because uh, we have been really close to Celtic this season. Um, several of the games just could really, could easily went the other way that night at Parkhead in December. If we just were slightly better at finishing and the ref wasn't a total donkey, we'd take Sun out of the game. The last game at Ten Castle, we could even win or win it the way we were playing that night. Um, I don't know. This one, I just don't see it. Like Gordon goes on about that three-one game. That 3-1 game, they had nothing to play for. And we were going for Europe, so it was a lot more. We had a lot more to play for, whereas this is the other way about. We've got hee-haw to play for, aside from places in the cup final. And they're going to wrap the title up on Saturday in front of a sellout parkhead. They're, they're going to come flying at us. There's always a chance that, you know, they'll, they'll, leave, they'll go too gung-ho. And we, defensively, we are sound, like we're solid enough now. Defensively, that... We could get this disastrously wrong, but they shouldn't be overwhelmed as like they usually do when we go through there. And if they leave enough space at the back, we do have players to hurt them, but it's whether or not those players even play. Like, do you risk Barry McKay at Parkhead? Um, if it was me, I wouldn't. Ex-Rangers guy gets targeted when he's through there. But again, we don't need anything from I, I don't think you, I don't think you bother risking Barry McKay. Um, I, I just I struggle to get too what up about it. But then they, they might get nervous. You never know. They wrap up the title. A lot of these players only won a title there yet. They could. They were pretty. They were pretty woeful the second half on Sunday when Rangers got on their face a bit. And sometimes some of our best results against the Old Farmer when you don't expect to get anything. You play a few, a few sort of unknown quantities who desperately try to go and impress. So that might work in our favour as well. But on the whole of it, I just don't see. I don't see us risking the players that we would need to to get anything out of the game. And I think they're going to start so strongly to try and... They're just going to want a full party atmosphere. They're going to want to have the game done in the first 15, 20 minutes. I think we're capable of standing up to it. Whether or not Hearts players are willing to dive into the tackles to stand up to it, and I'm not going to blame them if they don't. Again, it's another game if we come through it. Ideally, not too badly scathed, but never know. I'd still have to beat them. Still, regardless if there's... Say there's nothing to play for, it's still Celtic. There's, it's always something to play for between Hearts and Celtic. It's always a big game. And even just to delay the wee title parade for another week would give me quite a bit of joy. But no, I, I don't I don't see it overall, unfortunately. 
and obviously Motherwell um, next week as well, Gordon. A, a, another team that, that sort of play more industrially, you don't want to pick up injuries at Fir Park, do we? No, I'd, I'd certainly play a, a, a week inside the Motherwell. Um, I wouldn't at Parkhead. Like I say, I just think it's a dress rehearsal for the final. Um, I mean, naturally, if players are, are maybe 75%, um, then then obviously I, I wouldn't risk them. But I think if, uh, you know, I would still play a, a strong competitive team. I think the Motherwell game is a little bit different um, because it is midweek and it's sandwiched between kind of two games against the old firm. I think um, I think I would definitely rotate there, um, particularly the Motherwell pitch. And like you say, the way they play, they're quite physical. I mean, they're not a team that's blessed with a, a tremendous amount of talent, but they'll they'll try and outwork us and they'll they'll try getting our faces and and they'll certainly leave tackles and 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 foots in and things like that. So no, I I would certainly rotate for the Motherwell game, not not as much the Parkhead game. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how I approach it. I mean, listen, we'd we'd love to sit here with six points, but really we're not too arsed. I think the most important thing for us is uh, is keeping the players ticking over and keeping them fresh and, and keeping them hungry. And um, uh, like Calvin says, you know, it's it's heart Celtic. You know, they should go there trying to win it. They should treat it like it the, the game it is, and it's a and it's an important grudge match. You always want to beat them. Um, we haven't won at Parkhead for a long, long time. So you've got that kind of uh, we accolade that, that the players could could take. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how how we certainly approach it. The Motherwell one, I'm not asked about. It's it'll be the first away game that I'm missing this season. Um, just because I have point bank refused to take a half day for for that. So um, yeah, so, it's really an inconvenience, isn't it? Well, I was kind of hoping that we would have had the midweek game at home. Last one last game under the lights, but unfortunately it's through there, so it is what it is. But yeah, we'll see. Um, I think Motherwell, like I say, I think it'll probably be their last throw of the dice of trying to get Europe, so they'll probably go all out and, and try and win the game. And I wouldn't be surprised if they did, but they're not a team that's blessed with a huge amount of quality. So, um, but a good, a, a good opportunity, I think, for us to maybe play some youngsters and some fringe boys and again, maybe get a few minutes in maybe in the second half or whatever, to, to some of the boys that are needing a little bit match sharpness, your Cammy Devlin's, your John Suters, um, who I think will return this weekend, hopefully. And then even, a, a you know, a Smith as well um, to get in there. And as I say, that add a few of the younger boys and, and guys who maybe aren't necessarily going to start the cup final. And what are your predictions for both games, Calvin? Um, I think, I actually think Saturday will be 2 now. To Celtic would be my prediction. I think they'll blitz us for the start, but we'll be quite strong enough to not go, not go down. We've, they've been incredible close games this season. In fact, Nielsen's overall record, aside from one, one game against the old firm, is very, very close. So two now, possibly two. I might make a goal late on, make it a bit nervous for them. I don't, I don't really see this one. I hope I'm wrong. Hope we go down win three now. But I just, unfortunately, can't see it. And Motherwell, Motherwell, I can, I genuinely couldn't care less. No, no, the most boring drab no, no draw you'll ever see because they're crap and we're not going to try. So, no, no, or one, no, Motherwell. Uh, I'll go four, 0 Celtic on Saturday, despite everything I've just said. Um, and uh, I'll go. I don't know about the Motherwell one. Um, 
One nil, Motherwell. Yeah, I think they'll probably sneak a late goal. It'll be a drab match, and we'll just not be bored. Yeah, because I, I think it's the I, I generally see it's the only game that Motherwell will win in the top six. Is potentially the Hearts one. I just I, I just don't see them winning any other game. I don't see them beating County. They haven't beat Dundee United. They're not going to go and beat either side of the old firm. So, um, I think uh, yeah, I think they could maybe nick at one nil. If that's the game they're going to win, it'll be against us and our. Our record at Parkhead, sorry, for Park's pretty poor anyway. So, um, yeah, we'll see. But listen, hopefully they surprise us. I'd love to see us be competitive at Parkhead and, and try and get a result. Even if we can nick a draw, it, it would uh, be a huge confidence booster ahead of the um, the Scottish Cup final. But listen, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter, does it? All, all eyes are on the 21st of May. I could win them both. 1 0 both games. That's my prediction. True. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Anyway, we'll move on and chat a little bit about um, Craig Gordon, who has won the Scottish Football Writers Player of the Year um, this year. Calvin, I mean, what an achievement for a man of 39. It is. It is. He's the only player to have ever won it three times as well, and in three separate decades. So it is quite an incredible achievement and a very well-deserved achievement. Um, I think I was reading today, actually, there's only three times a non old firm player's won it, and Craig Gordon has two of them, both with hearts. So it shows you the level he's at. I think he's, um, I think we all know how important he's been this season. Again, that's watched any hearts games this season knows how important he's been. I don't think there's there's a player in the league who's been more important in terms of points gained for a team than Craig Gordon has been for hearts. I think you could probably knock, I still think we probably would have finished third given the, the gap, but I think you could probably knock easy 12 points off, off us this season if you take him out of the team. Probably not in a cup final. Take him out of the team. I think he's he's been one of the most important signings we've made in the last six years and got us to another cup final as well. So he gets in every other team in the league, starts for every other team in the league. Probably starts for most teams in the English Premier League at this moment in time. I don't think that's too far-fetched to say. Internationally, he's been outstanding for Scotland since he got back in. Um, hopefully he gets to play at a World Cup. I think that would be the sort of crowning achievement for him. And yeah, he's just he just still every single weekend just seems to pull off something that we made a save, made one save on Saturday and probably didn't look that good, but maybe for a normal keeper it was a very good save. For them. It was just a usual run of the mill tip around the post job. So yeah, he's an unbelievable goalkeeper. And we're just incredibly lucky that he was born a Hearts fan and not a Hibs fan. Or else the, the fortunes of the two clubs could be very different over the last couple of years. Gordon, Calvin is correct about um Craig Gordon this season. I mean, what what a player he's been for the the past two seasons at Hearts, hasn't he? Yeah, world class. I mean, the the levels of of performance to keep that up at that age over an entire season um, is, is is incredible. Let's not forget he's still playing international football as well, um, and he's he's still making top saves at, at that level as well against top top players. So. Yeah, he could easily walk in any any team in the Premier League, as as Calvin says there. I think he's probably playing the best football of his career, um, and rightly deserved the um, the trophy um, of of the Sports Writers Player of the Year. Um, he should have got the overall Player of the Year, to be honest. But um, we mentioned that last week how that was a travesty. But yeah, credit to him. Um, and listen, I remember I think it was just before uh, lockdown, and it was. The January transfer window and Stendhal was talking about bringing him in and um, 
I was hesitant to say that um, I didn't think he was the answer. I thought, you know, bringing in maybe a younger goalkeeper and, and having someone who was going to be our number one for the next six, seven, eight years was was the way to go. But when you look at exactly what Craig Gordon brings you in terms of his ability and, and the level he's able to to produce, it's no-brainer, isn't it? And, uh, and credit to the club for managing to get him back. Credit to him for coming back and finishing his career with a the club that where he made his name, and um, I, I've seen a lot of Celtic fans being a little bit critical of of him getting the award and saying, you know, well I've watched him at Celtic, he's he's good, but he's not that good. But when but when you're playing for your boyhood heroes, you know what I mean, the team that you grew up supporting, you're always going to give that little bit extra. And I think when you see a player like him who's enjoying his football, he's at the club he loves, and he's got that much ability anyway it's only natural that he's going to be pulling off the types of saves that he's, he's pulling off. It's just it's just the way he is. He's just got such a determination. And I think there's a real hunger in his his eyes to do, to do to, well, one, to win a trophy with as captain at the club he loves, but also to just do as, as well as he can. And he's been lucky, I think, that he's he's managed to win the amount of trophies that, that he has done, obviously, at Celtic. Um, I think... Probably, if you asked him what was the most cherished trophy he has, and I think he would go back to say that 06 um, cup uh, cup win with Hearts. But I think if he was to win it now, this season as captain, I think there's no doubt that that would that would sit uh, that winner's medal particularly would sit above all the rest of them. Calvin, what would you make of the um, obviously the PFA awards as well? He, he... He never got that award. I mean, why why do you think his fellow professionals never thought as highly of him? The thing with the award is it's, it's every player in Scotland can vote. So effectively turns into a fan's vote again. And just like with everyone else, there is more Celtic fans than there's Hearts fans in any walk of life in Scotland. I think it's just one of those things where the, the football writers, is there's far less of them to vote far less likely to be Celtic fans as well. Um, I, I'm not convinced why his fellow professionals wouldn't have voted for him. I think it's clear that he was the best player in the league. The other thing you've got is outfield players don't like goalkeepers. Is out, outfield players don't won't tend to vote for goalkeepers. So I think that, that probably played against them a bit as well. And just the, the whole the whole Celtic thing. Um, but I thought the award show all three all three of the awards were a farce. The manager of the year, the player of the year and the, the goal of the season. They were all an absolute farce. No worth getting tingled about. It's just lots of Celtic fans voting for Celtic players and managers. It's the crux of it, really. We'll move on and um, chat a little bit about Europe, like we've been doing for the last few weeks. Um, we're all very excited to get ourselves to um, to Europe in the summer. Um, Calvin, you've been doing a wee bit of research on the, the teams we could face, um, and you've, you've came up with um, a few places that we could end up in August. I've been looking at um at the viability of some of the trips in terms of ease of access and looking at it right now I would say your, your sort of best trip on on paper would be Slovan Bratislava. It's quite an easy place to get to. It's a uh, cheap flights on Ryanair. The thing that I was a bit surprised about was I didn't realise how the seeding worked in this draw and that when you look through the teams we could potentially get aside from Fenerbahce and Apple, Nicosia, possibly Finnish Varos as well. I think most of those ties are, are winnable ties. I also assumed like we'd get Europa League playoff, we'd be unseeded, we'd get Villarreal, and we'd get scurried out. 
but looking at that, I think we've got a very, very good chance to get into, as long as we avoid one of the three teams I've mentioned, I think we've got a very good chance to get into the group stage of the Europa League, which presents its whole, a whole new, um, a whole new outlook on it. No one our luck will get Fenerbahce, or I forgot about the, the cup winner, which is likely to be one of the Belgrade sides, and that would also probably be quite a tricky, an enjoyable trip. I'm sure everyone would, uh, would have a great fun time in Belgrade, but yes, at this moment in time, I, I really want to. Uh, it's a winnable tie and a very, very, very good European away day. £16 on Ryan for a Wednesday night flight to Bratislava. Because I'm a fan of now as well. You're really selling it, Calvin, but um, I reckon we'll get the new Saints. Gordon? No. Yeah, I've said for ages that the Europa League group stages has got to be where hearts aim as a club. Um... Why, you know, why can't we get there? I read Craig Gordon actually saying that um, a few teams will hopefully be surprised by how how well Hearts are kind of doing next year. I mean, I don't think I think any team that draws Hearts will will fancy getting through. But I think at the same time we should believe in ourselves, and if we can go away from home um, and get a decent result, um, hopefully the away leg will be first. We can go over there and get a good result, be in the tie, bringing them back to Tynecastle. You know. Under the lights, who knows what can happen? It could be a, it could be a really, really good atmosphere, and um, and, and we've got a decent chance. I think in Europe, we're we're generally we generally do okay. Um, we we pull out we pull out those surprising results, and um, you only need to look back to, to Spurs and Liverpool going down there. And I know the Spurs one was a write off because we were five 0 down from the first leg, but still went there and got a draw. I think we're the only team for a long, long time to keep a clean sheet at White Hart Lane. Um regardless of, of what team Spurs put out. You know, Harry Kane was made his debut that night, but even Liverpool, there was a Liverpool team that the following season, um, with the majority of those players, came within whiskers of winning the league. Um, Dine, uh, Zagreb, you know, you look back on that, with an abysmal first leg, 4-0 down, but we were excellent that night at Tynecastle under the lights. The atmosphere was fantastic and, and we're really, really close to, to well, I mean, I think it was a really good result in the end, but unfortunately, just we were out of the, the, the tie by the, the second leg, and that's what you've got to guard against. It shows you how important Tynecastle can be, um, particularly even that even that first game against Liverpool, you know, where, where we only lost 1-0 that late, Andy Webster own goal, and uh, the atmosphere that night was electric, and I think it really made it difficult for, for the Liverpool team that night, and I think will we'll naturally be teams that, that are not of the quality of, of what that Liverpool and, and Spurs teams were. So there's no reason why we should should fear any team, particularly at home. Um, as Calvin says, I think there's there's a lot of ties in there that Hart should look at and go, we've got a really good chance of getting through. And I think regardless of who we get, it's a golden opportunity and we should hopefully take it with both fans. And I think the good thing for us is we've, we've got a decent squad there. We'll hopefully add to it in the summer with quality players who can come in and and who will, will be hungry to succeed in Europe. And you never know, we might just shock a few teams. And I have a, a, a funny feeling that, that we might just do that. And um, I think we, we Scottish clubs are, are getting better, that the gap is not as, as wide as it used to be between ourselves and, and continental Europe. I think we've um, we've made a lot of strides over the years and you only need to, to see that with the fact that Rangers are in the semi-finals of the Europa League. Um, Celtic have took some scalps over the years. I mean, even in the qualifiers last year, St Johnston going and drawing at Galatasaray. 
Um, and then they were unlucky themselves not to get into the Conference League groups. Um, I think the only teams that have probably let us down in Europe have been Hibernian and Aberdeen over the last few years. So, But that's just them, isn't it? And um, So, yeah, there's a good chance for us to hopefully... Listen, it'd be fantastic for Scottish football if Hearts could get themselves into the group stage Europe League and Dundee United and Ross County could could make some waves and get themselves into the Conference League group stages. It'd be, fa- it'd be fabulous for Scottish football. It really would be. Um, even if just one of them got into the groups, I think it, it, it would be really good if we could get four teams playing in, in, in European competitions. It would be fabulous. Um, so let's hope, let's hope all the Scottish teams can do well in Europe um, this this year. Um, it would be it'd be incredible if both sides of the old firm got into the Champions League and uh, we got into the Europa League and, and Dundee United and Ross County got into the Conference League. It would, uh, what an arvet that would be for Scottish football as well getting into the Europa League if I'm right in saying if you finish third in Europa League group you're actually in the next stage of the conference yeah. so it's a real opportunity there yeah. to go and to go and stake a claim you know you, you would only have to win potentially one game to get into that sort of third place so there is there is a real um, emphasis on if you can get into Europa League we should be striving for that Calvin shouldn't we? Oh yeah ideally, ideally I mean the thing with the Europa League, I would imagine, I'm not sure how the season would work in the Conference League. Obviously, we would drop down from there, but the Europa League would be 100% for. But there would probably be a pot three team that it would depend on time work the draw. You could get absolutely shafted. It's like someone like Union Berlin, because they've only been in Europe, they would likely be a, a pot three side. Nah, wow. You get them as your pot three side, you're, you're absolutely done. But you could get somebody, um, you could get somebody that's, you know, that is beatable as long as the Tynecastle and don't get beat worse away from home treat as a two-legged tie. As long as your top two seeds are absolutely brilliant and hammer everybody else, then there is a chance of getting getting through in third. Um, the sort of worst case scenario is you get three sort of all right teams that are all better than us and, and then we end up winning one game. And you know, even I'm saying are, are difficult ties, they are still winnable ties. I mean, St. John's got Galatasaray and get a result. We can go to Fenerbahce and get a result. There's absolutely no doubt we can do that. It's whether or not we would. Different story. Finish Varos, I think, are maybe a bit too good for us, but in Celtic, beat them home and away. So we've been Celtic home, so that old chestnut would uh, maybe have a chance. But no, if we, if we could draw, I mean, because that draw is unseeded, the draw in the round before us is unseeded as well. It's a fantastic chance. I, I just had wrongly assumed that we'd go in, it'd be an open drawn uh, thing we, in the fourth round. We'd be unseeded and we'd get you know, another Liverpool or Tottenham again and then just have the confidence to look forward to it. But now seeing that, I think there's a, a fairly good chance we could get through. Do you fancy your chances, Gordon, of getting to Europa League? Yeah, it depends on the draw, but what? why not? I think it's, it's like I say, it's where the club I've got aim for. And, um, yep, yeah, Tynecastle under the lights. I think I'd fancy Hearts and, uh, against anyone there of the sides that we mentioned. And, um uh, who knows? It could be it could be a famous famous victory. It's only a two legged playoff. Let's go for it and and see what happens. And it's important that we we add quality to the team in the summer. I mean, you forget last time that we were, were in Europe, we were signing shite like Connor Salmon, and 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 um, he was he was going to be our our spearhead for getting us to the Europa League group stages last time. Um, thankfully, we're we're a little bit more shrewd in the transfer market these days, um, and hopefully, uh, the sign is that we can bring in, we can sell the club to them, and say, look, you know, there's group stage football guaranteed. 
could be Europa League group stage football, we believe that you can help take us there. And um, great selling point to set to some of these players. And um, I think we've got a team who uh, I think European football would suit. I think we need to we need to sign a quality centre half, um, someone who can who can quite comfortably play that level, someone who's physical, strong, and quick. Um, and I'm sure they'll be eyeing someone up. And obviously, you need to maybe add a wee bit more goals. Because we've got plenty of creativity in our team. We've got a reasonable amount of pace as well. I think if we can add a, another goal scorer, i.e. maybe a wee Japanese one, who knows? Um, then we could very much be on our way. We do We do have a, a goal scorer on the moment. We do, yeah. And, I, I, you know, and I think I think if the Evs stay up, and, and I hope to God they do, um, then, then I would imagine that, that Ellis will be back. But, um, we'll see. I think there's uh, there's quite a lot of talented young players down south, and um, you know, it's not there's quite a few in in Everton's academy. Um, Sims was obviously one that I knew about, and Beningame as well. But um, and and I I kind of fancied Sims to come up and have the impact that he had. Um, didn't think Beningame would be as as good as he has, but credit to him. But there's a young lad Dobbin who's in there as well. Um, they, they they've got a lot of young sort of good players coming through at Everton that, that could do well um, in a Hearts team. So, who knows? And we'll end the show there. Thank you both for joining me this week. Until next week, goodbye.